the Louisville brewing industry is taking a hit from the coronavirus. We'll talk about how brewers are dealing with it on this week's Access Louisville podcast. Plus, we'll go over some of the best advice we're hearing from local business leaders on making it through this storm. Sit tight for this one. It's not like you're allowed to leave. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Shay Van Hoy. Hey. And Haley Coffin. Hi there. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So guys, we put up a story this week that Governor Bashir has a new executive order limiting in-store shopping to one person per family. There's some exceptions to that, such as if you have children. So my question for you guys is, considering that, how have your shopping habits changed throughout this quarantine? And do you try out more curbside services? Are you shopping more online? Are you shopping more? Are you shopping less? And uh, Haley, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, so I'm shopping a lot less. Um, I used to enjoy frequent trips, uh, down the aisles at Target, just, uh, thinking about why, why I have a desire to buy everything that's in that store. Um, (laughs) but since this has all happened, I've cut down my shopping trips to once a week. Um, the actual, like what I'm buying and how I'm buying it hasn't really changed. I'm not doing pickup because I think, I don't want to clog up those lines when I'm a young, uh, non-high-risk person that can just go and pick up my own groceries. Um, I have been more self-conscious about what I'm buying, though, because I don't want to seem like I'm there for a non-essential reason. So Mm -hmm. even if I don't, even if I want something, but I don't necessarily have to have it, I won't go and get it until like a week later when I'm actually making a grocery trip because. I don't want someone to see me like just buying some candy or like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm always picking up like an essential item if I need to be out. So you don't just go out for uh, for gummy bears and stuff like that. I used to. You used to watch me <laughs> walk over to CVS <laughs> from yeah. from our building to All to buy us, yeah. some jelly beans or something. But nope, I haven't <laughs> been doing that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Shay, how about you? Any uh, changes in your buying behaviors? Yeah, I think like uh, Haley, I really like shopping like a New Yorker. Like um, when I was single, I would just go get the food that I wanted that day, like to make. Mm-hmm. And then the, ne- the next day I would go and get the next meal and that sort of thing. So that uh, definitely has changed. Um, it seems like at least once a week, there is an essential item that I need, be it, you know, having luck finding toilet paper finally or cat food because uh Chewy's mm-hmm. backlogged. Um, yeah, and, I had problems or, with Chewy's too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, I've got an order out to them, but it's just in limbo, so the cats needed mm-hmm. food. Um, to, uh, you know, like, obviously, making a lot more food at home because of lunches instead of being downtown and eating out every day, making lunch. So um, just, I, I, you know, shopping less, but maybe um, 
shopping smarter, I guess. Um, don't mm-hmm. have early order. I don't haven't done groceries online. I'm still going into the stores and everything and just trying to go when maybe people aren't there or going to like value market where it's a smaller store. Um, but mm-hmm. one thing we have done a lot of is um, Postmates. Um, I got I got a subscription to Postmates, so the delivery's free. It's ten bucks a month, and so we've ordered a ton from local restaurants. Yeah, um, and that's been a lot actually kind of fun, and um, feel like also you know you're helping out the local restaurant scene, which is as Haley's reported on, been struggling, you know, mightily, yeah, and yeah. trying to help keep them afloat till things get back to normal. They're definitely taking the biggest hit. Um, I've yep. been trying out all the curbside services. I'm I'm all about it. Uh, even before the outbreak, I liked um, picking up uh, my groceries uh, using the the online ordering, um, and also I, I tried it out at PetSmart because, like you said, Chewy's has been funky. So, um, so I, I tried that out at PetSmart, and and it worked okay. I think uh, Feeder Supply has added it now too. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I tried it out at Liquor Barn a few weeks ago and something funky happened. They, uh, they gave me my order, put it in my car, drove away, didn't think about it again and didn't realize that they never charged me. And then, um, <laughs> like two or three weeks later they charged me and I was like, Oh, okay. There's that charge. And, uh, and they were nice enough to call me and just explain that they were still adjusting to this new, uh, you know, curbside order thing and and that they they didn't charge me when i picked up uh so i was like well it's fine i got my products and you got your uh money so we're we're square but i guess a lot of companies are still uh just uh uh getting used to some of the new tools that are out there yeah i live um really close to old town liquor in the highlands it's like kind of our go-to spot um Mm -hmm. for such items and they've went to to curbside and they have a drive through window, which I had never used the drive through window in my seven years of living in the Highlands um, until uh, they did this. And so it's kind of hilarious now, too, because they don't care. They're like walk through, skate through, do whatever you want. So you'll have like two cars, you know, a husband and wife and a kid standing there, uh, <laughs> someone on a bike. It's like, a, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty funny. And, um, but I mean, I think every time I go by, there's a line. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, liquor sales have been doing good, as I understand it. So, yep. so I'll move us on to another topic, uh, and that's brewers. Speaking of uh, retail liquor, Haley just finished up a story on how Louisville breweries are handling the quarantine. I guess people are drinking more at home, but uh, this uh, quarantine hasn't been kind to most of them, right, Haley? Right. Um, So actually liquor sales and alcohol sales in general are up by quite a bit and people are buying a bunch of alcohol, but it's still not uh, helping their bottom line after um, all their on-premise sites have been closed. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you did this story this week. How did it come about? Uh, So every year we do um, a list of Louisville's largest breweries, and mm-hmm. we usually write a profile about one of the local brewers in correspondence with that list. And I reached out to Sam Cruz last week, um, one of the co-founders of Against the Grain, for that specific profile. And I thought it, I thought it was weird writing this profile in such a weird time. So I had mm. to ask him, like from the get-go, like, "Hey, just how are you guys doing? Like, how are you coping right now?" And he just flat out told me like this has been the worst thing like it's been Mm. nearly catastrophic for our business um and it wasn't 
it turns out, like, I figured if Against the Grain was struggling, everyone else has to be struggling too, and that was pretty much the case. Yes, people are supporting them and buying their product, but um, most of what their revenues are based off of are on-premise sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so by on-premise, we mean uh, sales that were happening within their tap rooms and restaurants and other restaurants and bars across the city um, mm-hmm. that they distributed to. With all of those being closed, um, they're seeing, you know, 50 to 90 percent reductions in their overall revenues. And um, it's really hitting them hard, even though people are technically drinking more. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, it's uh, it's kind of like that toilet paper article that uh, Shay shared a while back. Um, basically, all that uh, all, all the on premise toilet paper is still there, but the uh, <laughs> right. everyone's just buying the home toilet paper. I mean, and that's not uh, and that channel's not developed for that. Uh, and I'm sure the right. brewery's the same way. It's not developed, uh, you know, to sell so much uh, at home. So it's just missing out on the, those sales. Um, so uh, was it Sam who said it was uh, catastrophic? Yeah, it was Sam. Yeah, yeah. So thought that was a a, a pretty uh, telling way to dis- subs- ugh, to describe it. Uh, especially for them because they're there at uh, Louisville Slugger Field. So I'm sure, you know, every night there's a baseball game. They probably have uh, some good traffic from that. Um, what was something that you were surprised to learn while you were researching this story? Um, I was really surprised after talking to some of our local breweries, how they're thinking about this in terms of future impacts. I think I was most surprised that I had a couple people bring up like the psychological effects that this is going to have, not only on the consumer, but on independent breweries as a whole. Um, Like they don't think consumer spending habits are just going to like come back in full force after this is all over. And um, they're worried about, you know, if social distancing measures are going to continue, which, you know, some of them were like, they probably should given the circumstances, but like, that's going to severely impact how many people that they can actually have in their own tap rooms and um, how many people that they can meet with their <clears throat> beverages. So they were talking about that from the consumer side, but then it was uh, Scott, uh, I'm going to pronounce his last name wrong, Schreffler. Um, with Mile Wide, he said, you know, the psychological effects on brewers, anytime they think about going for an expansion or you know, taking a risk that they would have taken pre-COVID-19, they're going to stop mm-hmm. and be like, is this going to happen again? And yeah, he said, like, yeah. we're all going to be gun-shy for a while, if not forever, because yeah, of this. Yeah, I think it, it, until it's kind of out of the public consciousness, everybody's going to be that way. I don't know about you guys, but are you, are, I, I'm probably not going to rush back to a bar the second day it reopen. Like, um... I'll probably keep my distance. Like, you know, I'll go out, but uh, I'm probably not going to um, just jump back in there. I'm going to wait to make sure that this thing dead. Is that, uh, do you guys feel the same way? Do you think you'll uh, rush back to restaurants and bars as soon as they reopen? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just going to be eerie for a while. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty. I'm like, sure some we, YOLO kids will do it. Um, you know, they'll just be right back out <laughs> yeah, there. <so. laughs> <laughs> right. You, you know, it, I think that one of my favorite things to do is to go out to eat or go to, you know, the local bar and hang out. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so 
you know, I guess it just, you know, it's, you're hearing reports now of Wuhan, China, like opening back up. And it just seems like unreal that like in, you know, hope for the best, let's say sometime in June or in July, you know, we're at that stage. It just, all that, that it, kind of this, having this happen where like no one can go to restaurants or bars seems so far-fetched, you know, a year ago or six months ago. But now the opposite seems far-fetched that like in three months we could all be hanging out you know, at yeah, our yeah, exactly. local version of Cheers again. Like, so I <laughs> kind of with you, I like, feel a little bit like hesitant toward. Yeah. Um, toward I'm thinking sure about there's it. plenty of people who will just rush right back out there. Um, <clears throat> do, I'll probably, do you, I'll, I'll get out there like in week two or something. I don't, after they yeah. I don't, I don't know if you remember this, David, but when uh, Louisville enacted the smoking ban and then mm-hmm. there was a legal challenge. And for, so for like a week, it got like, there was an injunction. And I swear, like everyone was smoking, like everyone was smoking like three cigarettes at a time at the bars. It was like <laughs> that, that week. Smoke, it was like they were smoking could, that week. <laughs> yeah, like I could. I hung out at Outlook Inn a lot then, and it was like it was. It was like just like debauchery. And so I'm kind of wondering if that'll be the case. Like when bars can open up again, people are just going to be like hammered everywhere. I'm sure. Like, yeah, especially yeah. like if you're young and low risk, man. Go, I'd like go for it. Um, <laughs> you're probably well. I I've been seeing some posts from some bartenders, and they said, "Hey, all you barflies, uh, be sure to liquor yourselves up in this interim period because we don't want a bunch of lightweights coming back to our bar and <laughs> acting good. like That's some bachelorette point. party." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. solid I health advice. Think about that. <laughs> Trust me, that's not happening here. So, uh, <laughs> but I thought uh, you were going to say, "Trust me, I'm a bartender." <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wish I, I I don't know enough drink recipes to be a bartender, so I wish I was nah. that good. But um, so anyway, as uh, what's the best way to support a local brewery if if that's what you want to do? Is some of them are doing like uh, you know drive up and you can pick up some stuff, right? Yeah, so um, typically I would say, you know, check out their Facebook pages, check out all of their social medias because they're telling you all the ways that you can get their beer right now, whether it's, you know, carry out, whether it's delivery um, pretty soon, maybe even in the mail. <laughs> um, Ooh, but yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's coming up soon, I think. Um, but I I think the biggest way, like, I think what they need the most after talking to them is for people to, like, actually do what they're supposed to be doing so that they can open back up fully as quickly as possible. Like, oh, so yeah, social call. distancing might be the best way to help them right so now. Like, like, don't, yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> order out and help them, you know, buy beer now, but get this over with. Help them, like, yeah. get through it faster if you can um, by, you know, practicing all the habits that we've um been preaching for so long Mm -hmm. that's definitely true um what's been uh your favorite beverage during the quarantine is there a go-to i know Haley, you don't drink a lot Um, i I don't drink not to say that you do shay but uh (laughs) (laughs) more than Haley. (laughs) yeah more than Haley. um i've been um so like i mentioned i went to liquor barn I just bought like the biggest thing of wild turkey I could find on the website, the Wild Turkey 101. <laughs> so, um, which is what we had on the last day we were in the office together 
um, we, there was like this funny, well, it wasn't funny. It was like depressing meeting we were having and, uh, <laughs> a, a big bottle, like half gallon bottle of wild Turkey one Oh one was sitting on the conference room table. So I was like, yeah, I kind of want that when I go home. So I went and bought a huge bottle like that for my house. So that's been my go-to just on the rocks. Um, maybe occasionally I'd mix something in there. Uh, but that's, you know, there's not a whole lot around. So, um, so mostly just drinking it on the rocks, but how about you, Shay? Uh, you know what? I was talking to some Jason about this. I think Jason, our managing editor, uh, uh, and kind of an aside, we have a virtual happy hour scheduled for later today that we're all looking forward to. Uh, but mm -hmm. um, I, I told him, I think we were having a, like a one-on-one -on -one meeting at the end of the day. and He, he had a bourbon and uh, I was like, you know what? I've drank less bourbon since the since we left the office March 13th because we have the bourbon bar at the office and not that I don't have a good amount of bourbon here. I don't know. It's just like that social aspect of it or whatever. Um, so I've been uh, going to my go-to, which is usually beer and had uh, West six IPAs, kind of my favorite, favorite beer. Mm -hmm. Though old town has been out of it some, so there people are buying it up in retail or maybe they're having distribution, you know, concerns. But um, so I've gotten actually some gravely. Um, I know that when Haley talked to, Nathaniel Gravely, he said that it was really fortunate for them that they had just started doing retail a few months before all this hit. Yeah. So um, I've been pick, picking up some of their stuff. And then the Against the Grain Public Houses is, is a couple blocks from my house. And that's where they've trans transitioned their operations to. So you can get carry out food and beer there. So those those that's kind of the route I've been going. Yeah. And how about you, Haley? Yeah. Like you hinted at before, I'm not a big drinker. Um <clears throat> So I've been uh, doing probably the opposite of that and drinking a lot of like fluids in general, like water and orange juice and like things to help boost my immune system. Like Lead a nerd. To Haley to be but, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm not a huge uh, alcohol drinker. I like the occasional alcohol drink. Like I said, like it's more of a ha it's more of a happy hour social thing. Social. Like if I'm with someone who's having a drink, yes, I'll have a drink. But like. I'm sitting here alone. <laughs> it would feel weird yeah. to be drinking right now, but sure. that's just me. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to move us on to our next topic, which is still coronavirus related. And that is this series that we launched called Dealing with Disruption, where we talk to leaders about how they're adjusting to the coronavirus outbreak. And Shay, I think this was your idea. And I know, Haley, you've written a couple of these stories now. Are you working on a few? Um, so I guess, uh, you know, who all have we talked to? And I guess, uh, Shay, what's been a favorite piece of advice that you've heard? Uh, yeah, so I think in the, the first week that after March, March 13th is when we left the office and started working from home. And that's like kind of when things right about the time when it got really that's, yeah, serious. Yeah, I think when most people did. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I think we were that first week was just, you know, kind of breaking news mode. Um, and then soon as we started transitioning into like, this is the new normal for a while, uh, we were looking for a way to tell people stories. Um, so focusing on people as well as like, you know, the hard business numbers. And, and um, I think it, we went through a couple names, but basically came up with this just Q&A series idea with local business owners and leaders. And so that's where it came from. The, the first one we did was with uh, the GM of the Brown Hotel, who they had pivoted to 
<clears throat> using some of their staff to kind of clean the hotel and then also do curbside service <clears throat> at the restaurant mm -hmm. there. Uh, and then um, we've, um, I think, you know, we've had a lot of really good ones. Um, I really liked the one Haley did with Kent Taylor uh, from Texas Roadhouse, which was oh, right yeah. after that was... right after we we found um, basically as she found an SEC filing that uh, he was going to give up a salary, and that's kind of where the news tip came from. And then um, he agreed to do a Q and A about it, um, which you know um, these CEOs of large companies a lot of times you they're super busy. Um, they have a lot of people looking for their attention, and so he agreed right away to do an an, an interview. So, um, uh, you know, I think some of the <clears throat> the advice uh, that we've also talked about is just the need to over communicate. Even today in a meeting, as Haley knows, like we were, you know, a story that she's working on that we hadn't communicated on when it was due um, for publication. So, you know, you you're not gonna you're not gonna bat a thousand, but um, if you over communicate, mm -hmm. the the chances of making that connection is better. So, I think a lot of leaders have been talking about that. Mm -hmm. And that's good practical advice. And, um, you know, I've been seeing like some good, just inspirational stuff too. And like you mentioned, Ken Taylor, I think he had a line in there about just looking back at the greatest generation and what they sacrificed, um, you know, with the great depression and world war two. Um, so I think, uh, I think that's good advice to kind of just look back and, uh, see, you know, this is a definitely a big struggle. Um, but, you know, compared to, to something like World War II, you know, this seems like a winnable fight we're in. So, yeah. Um, so and uh, so I think there's just some good there's just some good people have a lot of time to think deep, I guess, on this. Um, is there any particular one that gave you a lot of hope, Shay? Um, I thought the Sadiqa Reynolds uh, one that we ran earlier this week was very good. Yeah, I second that. Um, I think because looking like they're dealing with like such. She's um, with the urban Louisville urban. Yeah, Louisville League. urban league. So they help out people who are in need, um, social issues, and so they're fighting like this uphill battle anyway because they're right. dealing, trying to overcome poverty or bad health um, indicators for folks um, to gentrification to any number of things. So they're already kind of starting from a tough spot and then you throw this in and, and then they're uh, some of the folks that they service, uh, you know, are ha you know, might not have, um, you know, transportation to get food or they um, might be in poor health or they might you know, not have um, a good way to, um, you know, connect to the, to the internet to order things or to communicate with people. So um, yeah. And so she talked about like, she she never i think this was really interesting she's like if you'd asked me a month ago if i could take on anything else in my job she would say no but then necessity no time, right? yeah necessity made it happen and and they're you know working through it yeah all right and uh i'll also give a shout out to the one haley wrote on um uh, or she she did one with uh steven plappert who is the uh, uh co-founder of forecaster it's a uh, company that does financial modeling for startups and um that one uh he talked about what the startups need and uh how they can uh make it through this and that one's free actually a lot of these are for subscribers only but uh if you're not a subscriber yet that's one you can go check out and kind of see what the series is all about um forecaster is spelled without 
an R if you're searching for it. Um, this is forecast with an without R. An e, or it's spelled right? without an E. Yeah, yeah, it has an R on the end. So yeah, uh, but that's a good one to check out as well. And um, let's see here. I think he gave some good advice just on preparing for the future and that sort of thing. So um, I'll move us on uh, to a non-coronavirus topic. These have been creeping their way in there, here and there. Um, but uh, Papa John's and Shaq, uh, Haley, you wrote a weird story about Papa John's and, and uh, Shaquille O'Neal last week. Uh, it started one way and you had to change it in the middle of the afternoon. So uh, uh, I guess what was the story there? What happened? <laughs> Uh yeah, so this was a weird story. Um, a proxy I, I, firm. I literally facepalmed when you told me about this. Anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a proxy firm uh, called International Shareholders Services um, released kind of recommendations for how shareholders should vote um, for Papa John's board board members. Um, and they were saying, yeah, go ahead and vote for every Papa John's board member except for Shaq. And they said, don't vote for Shaq because he's missed more than 75% of the meetings in 2019. And so, like, I write that story, go on about my day, and then I get a follow-up email saying that the the proxy firm has since reversed that call after somehow realizing that um, he didn't get on the board until March of last year, so he already. I'm like, Way why wouldn't you know that? Like, <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yeah, so that's that's what happened, and that's why it was reversed <laughs> to a different yeah. story after that. So we had to change it, and I was trying to. I was. I, I was. I think you rewrote it. Maybe I edited it or something, but I was trying not to be too snarky when we rewrite it. But um, <laughs> um, let me let me see here. Uh, so it's been a year since Shaq's been on the board and since he's been affiliated with the company, right? Yep. It was in March. Uh, yep, it was in March of um twenty nineteen is when he joined the board. Has he uh Shay, I'll lean on you for this one, but do you think he's been good for the company? Uh or is he do you do you feel like he's made any difference at all in its reputation? Yeah, I mean I think that, you know, they really had nowhere to go but up. Uh <laughs> but um, in terms of in terms of, yeah, in terms of like public standing and obviously right now um, they're in a situation where they're I think they've they said this, uh, their CEO said this, um, we reported on it, uh, you know, we're experts in this field of delivery and um, getting food out to people. Um, the model was already there and they're you know, online ordering mm -hmm. and everything. But I think going back to to him, um, you know, it, he's kind of one of those figures where. Uh, he's larger than life, even though he hasn't, you know, played in uh, years, played in the NBA in years. But um, you know, he's a pitch man for a lot of folks. Um, I think he's generally well liked. He put some, mm -hmm. uh, you know, finances behind this franchising stores in Atlanta. Um, so I think it was a good move, a good move for them. Yeah. Um, I think you know, yeah. it's it's um, and diversity. You know, they they're preaching diversity as well, and um, obviously as an African American, and you know, I think uh, that can't hurt as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and as Marty pointed out one time on this show, uh, Shaq wasn't super liked when he was a basketball player. Cause he was, you know, he's very physical and, uh, and didn't apologize for that. 
but now as a businessman, he is super liked, and people just you know think he's a funny guy, very well liked yeah. figure. So I I always kind of liked him, and I I was um, when I worked um, in my my first paper in Kokomo, which Haley also worked there, um, not not at the same time, but um, <laughs> our, we had a we had a photographer at the time, and he told me this story where. Uh, so they played the Pacers in 2000, played the, the Lakers in the finals. And mm-hmm. so one of our photographers, he's about my height. He's like five, six. He might be even shorter than me. Um, he, he now, um, he's not at the Kokomo Tribune, hasn't been there for years. But he, he was on the court before a game or after a game taking photos of, during the finals. And he said someone came up behind him and like just clamped down on his shoulders like, you know, like a strong shoulder rub. And he like looks up and it's Shaq and he's just smiling at him. <laughs> and then he walked and then he walked off. I think he just did it because that that photog was like really short and just messing with him. But he just kind of laughed and then walked off. That was pretty. <laughs> That's I think funny. he's kind of always yeah. been goofing off. Yeah. And he did some goofy movies and um, you know Shazam <laughs> and uh, it, we he did that rap album. Shay shared uh, one of his old uh, rap songs on our. Uh, microsoft teams app the other day yep. <laughs> so he's, I, that he's was the first had... time i'd heard of that so i enjoyed it <laughs> oh yeah man. he, he uh, had not... go he, ahead he had a plat like one of his albums at least one went flat like sold a million copies which today would be yeah. unfathomable but yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah so he was kind of everywhere he did these movies and he did video games um and stuff like that so he's always kind of in this figure that's been out in the media about it. I think that people, you know, just on the court, he was just this physical player and he was very yeah. apologetic about it. And, and a lot of players didn't like him because of that. But yep. um but anyway, it's good to talk about something non-coronavirus related coronavirus related. So that's why I figured I'd bring that one up. Um and uh I think that's gonna be it for this week's show. So what I'm gonna do, I'll go around the uh virtual room and you guys can share um, your social media handles so people can find you on uh, social media. Um, Shay, I'll start with you. Yeah, primarily um, on Twitter is where I hang out most. Um, it's just my first and last name at Shay Van Hoy is where you can find me. All right. Haley? Yeah, I'm on Twitter also at BFLU Haley, H-A-L-E-Y. Um, I'm also on other social media and LinkedIn. I'm just not quite as active as I am on Twitter on those channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter as well at BFLU David, and I'm on Instagram at DMan3001. Uh, I downloaded the TikTok app over the weekend. I haven't started oh, man. it. Sweet. <laughs> but man, is it entertaining. I got to say, people are so clever like these videos that they come up with uh, i told you it's addicting yeah it is you can just sit there and you know and like I, i'm i didn't sign up for an account because it didn't ask me to so i just sat there and just like watched all these funny videos people you know <laughs> uh make while they're bored at home <laughs> during the uh, quarantine uh but tiktok's really having its moment with this uh coronavirus thing i think uh um, for sure so anyway uh I'll, I'll maybe if I if I do sign up and I, I doubt I post much content, but maybe I'll share that one when I do. Um, that's it uh, for us this week. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the Access Louisville podcast on popular podcast services like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Shay and Haley, and thank you guys for listening at home. 
and until next time, bye.